Don't ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. Hi, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This matcha is fucking good. Social dynamics, relationships. That's like a shot of a dick. Yo, what's good, my friends? It's Adam here, and welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio strip which comes straight from the YouTube live streams, which you guys can check out every, well, I shouldn't say every, most Fridays over on YouTube at The Bowl. You guys got questions on dating, social dynamics, or relationships, anything in the world of human interaction, I got you covered. Now, if you would like to receive a quick sip of social dynamics each and every Friday, well, I got you covered there as well. Every Friday, I hit that Bowl Sip weekly email newsletter, which just goes out to my hardcores and I include anything in the world of social dynamics that I feel like you guys need to know a little bit more about, a whole bunch of exclusives, insights, things that I'm dealing with in in, in this world, in this world of 10,000 things, cool shit, training, nutrition, uh, music, updates, the resources of wisdom. Y- you don't want to be missing out on this free piece of content. So, bodoja.com, put your email in and you'll receive a confirmation email in your inbox. Hit yes on that. If you haven't received it, just check your spam or your junk folder or promotions in Gmail should be there 3 20 p.m every single friday and of course this episode is brought to you by bulldojo.com where you guys can pick up my ebook the crash course to kick ass day game just get your day game sorted it's a quick action guide to get you out there to act as your reference your guide your mentor it is not meant to be used as an armchair theorizer you are meant to go out there and complete a 30-day challenge in tandem with it and it's just going to help you to progress much further also, by the way, if you do purchase the ebook, make sure you check your inbox within 24 hours afterwards because I pretty much personally message everyone who gets the toolbox with a few extra tips. Next up is the one-on-one Skype coaching. If you want to go a level deeper, this is where we can work on your limiting beliefs, create action plans in your life to get you moving forward, whether it be within dating, physical, mental, purpose, whatever side of the temple you want to angle off of me with, I'm going to be there to help you. Of course, there are the deeper level packages, which is what I refer to as the bowl inside. For my clients that are on the bowl inside, they get access to two things that outsiders don't, which is number one, priority messaging. Within 24 hours, you can message me on WhatsApp and I'm gonna respond to you outside of Australian weekends through my private number. Also, priority session booking. So you're not gonna be worried about having to book your sessions in and have to wait for like two to four weeks. People on the bowl inside get top priority. So with those two extra perks, you gotta be on a package. So all you have to do is hit up boldojo.com. You can see that in the Skype coaching section. There's more details there and we can work out what's gonna suit you best. And taking you to the deepest level of all, the Day Game Foundations Boot Camps. This is for those of you that are looking to take control of your lives, to achieve the freedom of choice in your dating life, to be able to see and attract a beautiful woman anywhere you are and know that you have the confidence to handle that interaction from open qualification investment, close, bring the best of your 50 and just really bust through all the things that have been holding you back sexually or socially speaking. As of recording this, we're currently in February right now. There's a couple good months left in Australia. So if you're around the world, if you're in Australia, hit up me up for inquiries within Australia. Otherwise, you got June, July, August, the uh, other side of the world, summer. We're currently scheduling and planning for that. So if you'd like me to come to your city, whether it be in London, New York, uh, potentially Canada, you know, anywhere around Europe or the US, just send me a message at bulldojo.com in the bootcamp section and we can dive a little bit deeper into that and get more information on it. But please, serious inquiries only. 
And please know that I don't just take absolutely anyone. I will grill you. I will vet you to make sure that you are in the right mental place to undertake what goes on in these boot camps. Now, with all that being said, if you guys would like to support this channel, support this podcast and just keep it going, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, just my full name. Or you can also donate directly through the website, which is just bodojo.com. And in the podcast section at the top, there's a donate, which just goes straight through the website as if you were to, you know, get an ebook or guest carb coaching. So you can donate directly through there as well. And anything that you guys do donate is extremely appreciated and just goes back to everything that I do here at The Bowl. So thank you very much to all of you. And with all the formalities out of the way, let's dive straight into this podcast. Social Q&A, baby. Let's go. Emboss asked me earlier this week on Monday at 12.13 p.m. What's up, homie? Do you think it's harder to approach women now as compared to before? Reason being, before you might have found women who might not have had many options and many were even lonely. But now, due to social media, every girl has a selection of guys in her DMs. So giving you a second thought on the street might not even be a thought on her mind. And that's the end of his question. So a a great question. And I, I appreciate this because it's very topical very topical to our social climate. And as I kind of honey-dicked you guys at the beginning with, I will answer his question straight up. I don't worry. I will answer your question just point blank. But there's actually a far more interesting question, a far more relevant question, which is not so much as harder to meet a woman or to approach a woman in 2020, but is it harder to attract a woman? It's a very different question, two very different propositions. So to his actual question of, is it harder, in his own words, do you think it's harder to approach women now as compared to before? No. No. If we're just talking about the pure act of approaching the woman and the pure act of physically meeting the woman, which I know is not all of his question, but I'll cover this first with the, uh, the unenlightened or the newbies who might be thinking that. It's actually easier. It's actually easier in 2020 to physically meet a girl, physically uh, approach a girl. One, statistically, there are just more women out there, right? As compared to when I first got started in, what was it, 2012? Uh, no, before that, 2011. 2011, there's just a lot more girls in the last nine years. Like, there's more girls out there. So physically finding a girl is a lot easier. There's a way more knowledge about how to go out and meet a girl and approach a girl, whether it be in the day whether it be at night, social group, whatever it is. So in terms of the actual physical mechanics of finding girls to meet and the know-how, the tactics, the strategy, all you have to do is go onto my channel, type in that search bar, full guide, full guide to going out solo day or night. You know, that didn't exist nine years ago. So, and not for free, certainly not for free. So with that being said, it is certainly easier with physically, with the tactics and physically and mechanically going out and meeting a girl. Now, I just wanted to sort, I sort that out, but his question goes a little bit deeper saying, before you might have found women who might not have had many options and many were even lonely, but now, due to social media, every girl has a selection of guys in her DMs. So that's actually where now his question starts to blur the line between meeting a woman and attracting a woman. That's what I was talking about before. So let's just, let's go straight into that then. Because that's where this whole entire first 20, 30 minutes that we're going to really dive into here is really going to blossom from, which is now the transition into 
is it harder to attract a woman in 2020 because she has so many options? She's got so many guys in her DMs. And the way that I like to think about this, Mr. M Boss, and for all you guys watching right now, is that it is harder in 2020 to attract a woman if you are a white belt. But if you are a black belt, it's actually much easier. Much easier than nine years ago. And we're going to contrast because he hasn't really given me a specific time frame. He just said as compared to before, in quotes, before, whatever he thinks before is. I don't know how old he is, but I can give you guys some good span, some good time span, which is we're going to use before as 2011. We'll use 2011, 2012. That's when I first got started. 2011. So let me dive back for a second. What do I mean by it's harder for white belts to go out and attract a woman now as compared to being a black belt? With the advent of social media, with things like Tinder, with things like Bumble, girls have far more exposure to far more white belts than back in the day. And now we need to separate between, are we we're talking about meeting a girl in the day? We're talking about meeting a girl in the night? We need to separate between there. So let's just take the day for, to begin with here. Back in the day when I first started, as a white belt, I could get away with way more. I could make far more mistakes. I could have a very undeveloped skill set, yet carry that much further with a woman. Just because the idea of a man coming up to her in the street in the middle of the day, it was just such a powerful thing because no one ever done it before. And more than, even to this day, there's not that many guys, like in relation to the rest of the male population, going out and meeting girls regularly in the day. Unless you live in a heavily populated metropolitan CBD, like you're talking about New York, Melbourne, London, Toronto, unless you're in those cities, most women haven't really been approached uh, during the day. Not well anyway. But more to my point here is that back in the day, women didn't even know that this was a possibility. So as a white belt, when I was beginning, it was much, it was easier. It was easier because you could your flake rate was much lower because just of the power and the magic, the Disney magic of you being a guy that stepped up to a girl in the street in the day, it just, not only was it very unlikely this woman, even tens, straight tens, actually even more likely back then, that one of your absolute straight ten dime pieces, good time dime pieces, had ever had this done to her before. So it's just, just magic of the bat. But more than that, that the idea of it even existing wasn't there fast forward to 2020 it's not that so many more women have been met during the day now of course they have of course there is definitely more over nine years of guys learning about this there's got to be more women met in the day but it's still if we're talking about relative terms here mr emboss relative terms it's not every woman and i would say the far percentage of women have been approached during the day if you were to go out today if i took a straight white belt day one today Friday, even in a small city like Adelaide by Australian standards, you know, if I if I got them to meet 30, 40 women today, I would I would put money on that. At least 80% of the women he's about to meet have not been called approached during the day. You know, only I would say 20%, maybe, maybe, maybe 15 to 10, uh, 10 to 15 of them, maybe. Okay. So relative terms, but what has changed in 2020 is the idea of pickup. The idea of cold approach because other companies have made ways. You know, there have been a lot of uh, public outcries f- 
from other companies doing other things that were less than respectable. I will not mention any names, but I'm sure for the old school of you, you probably know who I'm talking about. So people are aware. People are aware that going up to or being an attractive woman in the day, it's not such a crazy thing that a guy would come up to you in the middle of the day anymore. Still rare physically for it to happen, still rare, but the idea of it, not so much. So this being said, why have I gone into all this? Uh, all this is because as that makes it harder for a white belt. It makes it harder for a white belt because it takes away a lot of that magic of this being something completely unheard of, which is what I had during when I was a white belt, when I was first coming up. So that's one thing to consider. The other thing to consider is that with so many more white belts, and I mentioned this before, women in 2020 have exposure and access to more white belts than they ever had before. And that's leaving out Tinder and Bumble. Right, guys, and when I say white belt, what do I mean there? I mean low-level social dynamic skill set. They're just at the very beginning. They, they don't really know what they're doing. They have far more access and exposure to that, even outside of social media, which I guess we'll talk about a little bit more later on. But if we're talking about just pure cold approach, there are way more guys in 2020 than when I began in 2011, nine years ago, almost getting there to 10, that are actually doing cold approach, that are actually out there in the day, out there at night. And if you're in a, a, a major city like Melbourne or Sydney, New York, Toronto, London, and you're, you're in these communities and you're going out there, you're doing these 30-day challenges like I'm talking about, you're going out there and you're meeting girls regularly. And there's so many other more companies as well that are helping out other people as well, other coaches helping out other people. What this means is that there's so many other more white belts get kicking about, which means that women are receiving far more white belt execution, far more low-level social dynamics than they ever were used to. So what this means for you is that women are more guarded off the bat, yes. However, however, don't freak out on me. Don't lose your shit right now. Don't pack up the journey now. What that means is that not only is that it's it's both. It goes both ways. It's both a good and a I wouldn't even say a bad thing, but it's both a challenge and a reward. That's a better way of describing this. It's both a challenge and a reward that women are that women are less likely to put up with your white white belt shit. They are far less likely to put up with your white belt shit because they've just been exposed to so many other guys coming up and I see this. You know, I was just coaching boot camp a couple of weeks ago. You just see it. You know girls that have been approached and that have been on the back end of some rubbish social dynamics, whether it be in the day or the night. So they have less patience for you. They have less, they give you less way. There's much, much less leeway for a white belt. So to your question, Mr. Emboss, is it harder to, in your, you know, to approach a woman? And really the question we're talking about here is, is it harder to attract a woman in 2020? And I was coming right back here to tie this point up. For a white belt, yes, it is. Because you are at the beginning of your journey, because you don't know what you're doing, because you have not learned to bring the best of your 50, because your direct, congruent, authentic principles are not uh, heavy set, laid in yet. That soil is not, has not been tilled. That seed has not been cultivated. It is going to be far more difficult for you off the bat, just in those most learning stages. But I said that now that's the challenge. And that's just calling it what it is. That's the challenge. 
when I was a white belt, was not nearly as challenging to be a white belt. 2020, through oversaturation of more white belts, yes it is. However, and this is the good part, this is the good news. I said before, but if you are a black belt in 2020, it's actually much easier than being a black belt in 2011. Being a black belt, and what I mean by that, someone who's come full circle on the journey of social dynamics. You go on 12 to 12 in the clock face, where you are now unconsciously competent. If that's you right now, it's been it's, it's easier than it's ever been. It's been easier than it's ever been. And it's because of purely what I just said before, that if a girl is used to receive, just all the time being hit up by fish, hit up by fish, where it's on Instagram, Guys sending her just these bullshit DMs. Hi, miss. I just thought you were so pretty and I just thought I would take you out shopping or I would love to just just talk to you for a moment. No, and it's just these absolute Mr. Nice guys and used to these guys trying to pay for their time. I've got some sugar daddy. I, I want to do a sugar daddy podcast because some girls I know sent me some beautiful, beautiful sugar daddy messages, like actual DMs. Actual DMs from guys that are real sugar daddies trying to buy girls through Instagram. It's fucking beautiful. Like, to read them, it's just, it just makes me laugh so much. But anyways, whatever, whatever. That's still low-level shit. Uh, the way they were doing it anyway. Anyways, as I was saying, because girls are exposed to so much low-level shit, so much white belt uh, execution, if you actually have a well-formed social dynamic skill set, if you actually are a direct, congruent, and authentic masculine being that has learned, that has studied the dance between masculine to feminine energy, and knows how to bring the best of his 50, who's not that dick, who's not that Mr. Nice Guy, but it's just that good guy in the sweet middle, stands by his principles, acts to empathy, you know, just brings a nice package, just a, a decent bloke, a good bloke about it, then you now seem... Instead of, you may actually only just be at Black Belt, but now you seem like a 10th Dan. Now you seem like, and for those of you that aren't in the martial arts world, you know, once there are Black Belts among Black Belts. You know, Black Belt is the, once you reach that level, there are then Dans that go above that, and a Dan just refers to a level above that. So you have first Dan, second Dan, third Dan, etc. So, and what I'm saying here is the contrast. It's just purely contrast. That I'll, I've got some, I don't want to throw some examples in here, but before I do, let me just say a shout out to some of you in this live stream right now. Thank you for being here. Drop a thumbs up on this live stream if you're enjoying this content. It uh, helps it get sent out to the rest of our community. Helps YouTube let you know that uh, you guys like this content. And also say hi in the chat box. We will get to your questions within good time. And uh, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Having a good time with this social security. Eh? All right, so... Uh, we've got a few people up in here. We've got Gerald Drew saying, what's up, bro? I love your videos, man. Just been getting into Cold Approach Pickup. Hey, thank you very much, Gerald. I appreciate that. Sal, got a question on coming to the States. I'll answer that when we get into Q&A. Doomlord BG in the book of the way of superior man. Okay, he's got a full question there. I'll leave that. I'm just having a look, just addressing some of you guys, but don't worry, we'll get to your questions later. And uh, Willingness comes in uh, saying he's glad to catch the live. I uh, was going to tune in for a few. Good to have you here, Nicholas. Thank you very much for being here. And okay, so we'll get back to this content now. I just like to, I got to do better with that. Could do better with addressing you guys. So yes, thank you. Drop your questions. Super chat is available for those of you that want to uh, donate to the channel and your questions will get answered first when we do get to the uh, Q&A section. But until then, 
What was I saying? Oh, yes, the contrast of being a black belt. So this is really important to understand that if a woman is really used to just white belts and used to fish, used to guys that are just, just not making the cut, you know, really poor social dynamics, if you're of an advanced level, and advanced, and that's what I'm really trying to say here, is that advanced in 2020 is not advanced in 2011. Advanced in 2011 is very different. Advanced in 2020, because of how much bullshit there is out there, if you just take a girl who's just going out on a Friday night and they're just the, or in a Friday afternoon or twilight session or whatever, and she's just used to just low-level fish, if you step up with even half, you don't even need to be black belt, really. Like, you could be... This, you say the just Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you can be a blue belt and you're almost getting lifted up to a black belt just through contrast. Just from the fact that you have been working on your social dynamics, you're a cut above everyone else. You see what I'm saying here? That that's why it's harder for white belts if you, if you haven't developed yourself because she's used to that and she's just not going to put up with it. But a woman who who then gets presented with a more developed, a far more advanced social dynamic skill set, doesn't even have to be that advanced, just more advanced than what she's used to, then you all of a sudden seem years ahead. You seem like a, like this rare, this, this, this ethereal being, dare say it, this, this guy that is just so different to everyone else. Why? Because he was able to be direct of you, congruent and authentic, which you think every guy should be able to do, but in 2020, it seems not. Apparently not. Guys, it's not being trained that way. Not being brought up that way. So I don't want to bring up a, I want to bring up a story from last night. This is a good story. Well, listen, I was I was out of the fringe festival down here in um, Adelaide last night. And for those of you who don't know what the fringe is, like this is the best time to come down to Australia. And I often market it as the best time to do uh, day game training in Australia just because of all the festivals and the weather it's just an international events and everything but this is one of them it's called the fringe and it's basically a huge arts festival with stand-up comedy live music uh, magic with just everyone and everything it's just a great time uh, and so I went to see some stand-up comedy with my family last night and we're lining up outside the venue in this uh, this garden of unearthly delights which is what its name is but you gotta imagine it's just it's just the energy is pumping. It's not quite night, 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 but it's like twilight. You know the energy's there. And I used to go down here when Matt was still alive. Shout out, my man. And we used to go meet girls here at the Fringe. Uh, for all guys in Adelaide, you know it's a great place to meet girls. Great time of year to be meeting girls as well. But just the venue itself, it's like an instant, instant date. It's like made for instant dates. You've just got food everywhere, uh, you know, everything, live music. It's amazing, the grass and under the stars. It's beautiful. Anyways, I'm waiting I'm waiting to line up to go see Dave Hughes last night, which is just a little quick shout-out. Dave Hughes is a tremendous stand-up comedian. His show was fantastic. Anyways, we're in the line. We're in the line, and, I, you know, I can't not. I just observe human behavior, and I'm just looking around. I'm looking around the line. And there's a lot of dime pieces up in this line. Especially see Dave Hughes. Everyone loves Dave Hughes. And there's a lot of really attractive girls around. And I'm just observing the guys that they're with. And I'm just taking note, just looking. I just can't not. I'm a coach. And what I'm noticing is that there is a very large disproportionate amount of very attractive women to not so attractive men. And I don't mean that physically. 
I'm talking about their behavior, the behavior not being so attractive, not very present, not very commanding of their space, very uh, recluse, you could say, very meek, very meek guy. I was just noticing this while I was standing in the line. And I'm going, this is really interesting because it'd be di- it's, it's one thing if it's just one couple. If I see one couple and it's like a guy that's, you know, maybe just punched a little bit above his weight and I don't know how he, how he got there, but maybe he's uh, got her on the payroll. Maybe he's a sugar daddy. But I saw it happen a few times. And I'm like, is this, this can't be right. Anyways, I'll leave it out of my mind because we go, we're going, to, going into Dave Hughes stand-up comedy. Uh, an absolute hour of, of incredible. I recommend it. If you guys are in Adelaide, go see Dave Hughes. Incredible. It's a great show. It goes for an hour. We come out. Now, as I come out, this is like late at night around 9 p.m. now. Everyone's kind of coming out of shows, and there's multiple other comedians and other, multiple other musical things going on. And all these other girls, and I say a lot of girls, like a lot of groups of girls, but aging down. This is important. Aging down. I'm talking about 16 to 22s. There's some younger girls, like 16, 17, 18-year-olds, but also kind of 20, 21, 22s. Just a younger demographic of girls that are out here. And I'm noticing the groups of guys they're with. So we're talking about first year unis, first year in uni or last year in high school type girls. And I'm just looking and I'm observing as we're walking through this garden of unearthly delights. And there's like groups of girls and their guys, like, like say like five girls, five guys or so, big groups. And I'm observing the behavior of the guys. And listen, if you've been doing social dynamics long enough, Within a blink of an eye, you can just hierarchically, hierarchically organize the group. You can tell who's the alpha. You can tell who's the beta, one, two, three, four, five going down. You can just see through social dynamics. Yet when I was looking at these younger, yeah, I call them kids. They're not that much younger than me. I mean, 20, 18 to 22-year-olds really and a couple youngers. But it was very hard to pick out an alpha male. When I was younger, when I was like through 2011 through to 2018, I'm, it's like it, was, it would barely take me a second to be able to walk through a group of people and be able to organize. And I think I even wrote articles on this as well back in the day. I'm not sure if it's in the bowl sip yet, but back in the day. On being able to organize uh, based on hierarchy, who's in control of this group, who's in command, who's the alpha, who's beta, who's beta one, two, three, four, five, et cetera. And, and it used to be a lot easier. But just last night, I just noticed that none of these guys seem to be the alpha male. None of them, and when I say that, what I mean is what there's no obvious leader. There's no obvious masculine leader. And when I say obvious, I mean by leagues. There's by leagues. There should in every group. In every group, it should be very apparent. Very, it's it's always been this way. It's always been very apparent who is. Uh, El Macho, who is the top dog. But as I'm looking at these younger guys, and that is still true today for older guys. You can all, if you go through the gym and you just look at a group of guys who are 25 and above, it's very clear who's the number one. It, it just guys that are my age and above, it's very clearly cut. But as I'm looking at these younger guys, 22 to 18 to 22 year old guys, not only is there an absence of a lack of, of true mask of a true masculine alpha within their group. However, there's that, but and so in addition, all of the masculine beings here are very low level. They are all very fleety. They're all 
just watching their energy, the watching the way they interact with the girls, the girls have more power. Like in terms of socially, in terms of their grounding, in terms of direction, the girls are leading the guys. The girls are having to organize and 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 kind of running the show. And I saw this amongst multiple groups of younger girls and guys. Now I don't I don't hang around with people that age very often. So it's really only when I get out into spaces like this that I kind of observe this. I observed it a lot at the beach as well at the beginning of the year. I'll hold that story for now. But uh, let me just honey dig that. Back in the first month of this year, I took the entire month of social media off social media. So you guys didn't see me at all. But a lot of that time I spent down at the beach. And a lot of that time I spent on the jetty where the jetty jumpers were, which are typically 16 to 20 year olds. And I just observed social dynamics. I observed their behavior and just interact with them. I got some stories about that. I got some stories about that. But anyways, coming back to last night, I'm looking at the caliber of masculine being that these girls are being exposed to. And it's like, oh, white belts, absolute white belts, absolute white belts, and not even a blue belt amongst them. That's what I'm talking about here. Not even someone who's a little bit more advanced. And so I feel really bad. I felt really bad because not only would are these guys so susceptible to having these girls taken away from them, like if a few of me and my boys, or if you just forget about my boys, just me, right? Or even just someone who knows a little bit about social dynamics could come and springboard off them easily. If you don't know what springboarding is, you need to go back in the social cure days. I've discussed it many times. But in short, springboarding, when you know social dynamics, you see someone who doesn't know social dynamics, you see they're struggling, you use them to contrast afterwards, the girl then becomes more attracted to you within seconds because you've got the contrast between someone who knows and someone who does not know. Oh, fuck, that came out quick. Anyways, slow down here. So that's what I was just noticing amongst the youngers uh, last night, 18 to 22 year olds, was that the, the caliber of masculine energy is very low here, very, very low. And the girls are not low quality either. So don't get that twisted. Now, I want to give you guys a... Uh, I want to give you a real direct example now of when I really felt this shift as to Emboss's question around... Around... Well, actually, more specifically, because I've kind of reframed his question into is it harder to attract a woman in uh, 2020? I was once in the barber. I'm not sure how long ago this was. Maybe half a year? Maybe a year ago? I was in a barber. I was in the barber shop waiting to get my hair sliced. And it was a... When I got in there, I was already waiting. Uh, but I was, I was waiting for a specific barber. I have my barber. Shout out to Kim. But this other couple walked in. I would say they were about 18. And the girl was an absolute dime piece. Absolute dime piece. Like an Italian. And an uh, Italian girl. Long, brunette. Just deep tan, massive eyes, eyelashes and all, tight pants on, uh, yoga pants style, crop top. I still remember to this day. And her boyfriend was with her. Well, I assumed her boyfriend. And her boyfriend went to go uh, get his hair cut by a different barber. And so it's just me and this dime piece on this table. And on this table, to help the kids, they've got the, you know, the uh, drawer within the lines. They've got the paper with the crayons. And I was already crayoning it, like having, having a good time. I was already filling in these lines. And uh, she was like there. I'm just like, hey, here you go. She was there. I gave her a piece of paper. I'm like, start filling it in. Draw me something. 
And she says so she starts drawing, we start talking, and I just get into what she's doing. She's I think she was in her first year of uni, and but immediately it's just just I wasn't even coming on to her. I wasn't even trying uh to actively pursue this girl. I was just having a good time drawing with my crayons, right? And uh also I was pretty sure that the other guy was her boyfriend. And that's a very socially unsavvy uh, move to try and hit on that girl directly in front of her boyfriend. So I go, I take the, uh, just the chill route. I get her to draw something with me and she tries to draw something and it's like, I don't even know what the hell it is. I just rip on her qualification, of course, with that. And she's getting more and more attracted. As I'm finding is that she's staring me deep in the eyes. She's uh, giving me all the signs that, now remember, this is only last year for me. This is like baby cakes. This is white belt shit that even a white belt should be able to recognize that this girl wants a slice of the Bavarian. But her boyfriend's there. And so I, I, I look over to her boyfriend just for a second, just to try and understand like why, why is this girl showing me so, such high level signs of attraction, even in such a dangerous situation? Because he's right. It's not like a small barbershop. It's, sorry, it's not like a gigantic barbershop. It's small. Like it, we're all within earshot of each other. Yeah, she's being extremely flirtatious. And and it's like I can feel the energy, the sexual energy between us. And I know that this is on. And and so I'm just looking at her boyfriend. And I'm like, and I'm watching her boyfriend interact with the barber. And he's very meek, very low level. And just his energy, his aura is not there. And so it kind of dawned on me in that time is that, oh, even though I'm not doing anything actively to flick this girl's attraction switches on, I'm not trying to pursue her. I'm not trying to run any social dynamics whatsoever. Not even, no, I didn't even have a hint of that intent for her at first. Yet she's so attracted off the get. And, but it doesn't surprise me when I compare what she's used to. And this is the whole point of what I'm talking about here is that contrast is everything. It is much easier in 2020 to be someone who has learned social dynamics, who has a well-formed skill set. Because when a girl is used to such other fishness, such other white beltness, then it just makes you seem so much more powerful. And so I remember sitting this, with this girl at this table, and you know, I didn't, there was not, what was I going to do here? What am I going to just, just, hey, listen, we need to step outside for a second. I know it's your boyfriend here, but <laughs> let's just try something else. Like back in, looking back, because at the time, at the time, I was a little bit baffled myself as to how attracted she was showing me, how much attraction she was showing me, despite her boy, boyfriend being right there. And this was not a sugar daddy situation either, which I've talked about before. Like, it wasn't like he just doesn't care. <clears throat> because when they got back up, when it was my turn to get my hair cut, uh, man, she, she was like disappointed. She was disappointed that she had to go back to her current boyfriend. And I'm like, well, have a good life, you know, have a good life. <laughs> but anyways, I'll wrap up this, uh, this point here. I will come back to this guy's question. <clears throat> we haven't talked about social media yet, but it all plays in. It all plays in. Hang on. Uh, he says, he, you know, due to there might have been more women who have who not have had many options and more lonely back in the day, but due to social media. <coughs> the same principle applies here, uh, Mr. Boss, uh, M-Boss, which is that, yes, 
If you don't know what you're doing through social media, sliding into girls' DMs and just some Mr. Nice Guy bullshit and and uh, and girls have definitely got more options for sure. But just because a girl has more options of lower quality, that doesn't degrade if you are bringing high quality. If that, if anything, it just makes your high quality even higher. So it's actually a good thing. And it's actually a rich, the rich get richer and the poorer get poorer. That's actually a very good way of summing this up as we're about to get into your questions here in social Q&A. The rich get richer and the poorer get poorer. For those that are willing to go out there and to learn about social dynamics, to learn to cultivate their skill set in cold approach, as you get richer, you get richer. You notice this. I notice this all the time on boot camp. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago that what it's, it's, it's so effortless. It's so effortless at this point to in contrast to what it used to be when I was first coming up and not necessarily because I'm 10 years in almost but just purely because I can sense when girls have been exposed to low level shit and it's just because the stuff that I'm doing is not magical and it's that qualification is lighting a girl up even faster than it should be because she's so used to Mr. Nice Guys going straight into investment this is what I'm talking about so if, you, if you're a white belt right now in 2020, I'm going to finish this up with a tactical point. If you're a white belt in social dynamics in 2020, which means you don't know what you're doing, you're 12 to 3 on the clock face, you're unconsciously incompetent, yes, getting started is going to be harder than it was in 2011. Purely, and when I say getting started, I don't mean like your ability to take action. No, that, that's the same. That's just the same. Don't get that twisted. But your ability to break through to a woman and make her feel that you are an attractive being, it's going to be much harder. You will not be able to make as many mistakes. That can be said for sure. You will not get away with your low-level shit to the same degree as I did when I was first coming up. Hey, is what it is. But that does not change the journey for you. Your journey would still have been the same back in the day. right? It actually doesn't really help you to be receiving validation from women in terms of your social dynamic progression. It, that, that doesn't help. What helps is seeing the true mirror, looking at who you truly are, getting shown that, and having to force and grow yourself in the face of that. Right? When you see your mistakes, when you see all, all this, the stuff that you fall upon, whether it's you can't even stop a girl properly, whether you can't qualify a girl properly, whether you can't uh, lead her physically, sexually, emotionally, properly, wherever your sticking points may lie. You don't get better at those by getting it right. No, that only signifies that you've actually, this is not something for you to be challenged with anymore. Next challenge. But so you see what I'm saying here? So rich get richer, poor get poor is what it is. And that should be exciting. It should be exciting to you. When I think about that, that stand-up comedy show last night, looking at these, these girls in the line uh, with these guys, and I'm like, these, these guys are not there they're not optimal. They're not optimal. Because from what I see, and I'll, I'll, I swear, I'll wrap up on this point. So for you guys that are in the live stream right now, drop your questions in the chat box. If you want to donate to the Super Chat, that'll get your question bumped to the top. We'll get to your Q&A very quickly here. I'll wrap this up. This is the last thing I'll say. As time is going on, as time progresses forward, as we get more deeply attached to these little sugar boxes right here, for those of you on the podcast, I'm referring to my Samsung. As we get more, more and more away from what made us 
tremendous, tremendous uh, social beings. Social beings to the point where we could communicate without without the English language to the point where all of our communication was subcommunication was everything but the verbals that's where we came from evolutionally speaking and as we get more and more away from that and we get society gets more and more politically correct the cream rises but the cream and the, the supply of the cream gets less and less what I'm talking about here is the girls in the line with these, what I refer to as subpar, subpar masculine beings. The reason why I wouldn't have seen that back in 2011 or 2012 is because the cream was in much higher supply. But as we've moved away from having fully formed social dynamic skill sets, from, from this is what I'm trying to say really here, is that there's far less naturals today than there was 10 years ago. I can say that without a doubt. Man, that's a, that's a really powerful point I just brought up. When I, when I look at the, my daily doings, when I'm out in the gym, when I'm in, in, the, in the mall or at these uh, late-night festivals or stand-up comedy or whatever, throwing axes, the frequency in which I come across true naturals, true guys that have just via their blessed with blessed with optimal physiology and psychology and also an upbringing that supported social exploration. That is the three keys to bring about a natural, if you guys ever want to become parents. Three keys to become bring about a natural. It's, it's far and few between that I see that. Whereas when I was in high school, naturals were, they were like, no, they weren't the majority, but they were much more abundant. It was much more abundant that, when I was in the library uh, in English or when I was sitting there at lunch or in the lunch on the Oval and the guys were playing footy, girls had far more supply of naturals to pick from. But fast forward to 2020, men, whether it's because they've just become docile, they've become docile, they've become weak, they've become mentally incapable of producing strong masculine energy because of They've given into political society. They've given into, uh, well, well, you couldn't possibly tell a girl your true intent. You couldn't possibly lead a girl sexually. You must, you must play the Mister Nice Guy, right? These, whatever the reason is, there's so many reasons. There's so many we could spend all day on it. But the fact remains that naturals are in short supply. So when I look last night around, whether it's the girls in the lines, really attractive girls, by the way. With guys that just didn't seem to match. They just didn't match to me. And then coming out of the show and seeing groups of younger girls and guys and just obvious lack of masculine beings and true alpha males within groups, but then also just the overall energy of the group of masculine, of, me, of, the, of, the, of the dudes. It just wasn't there. It's just, it was just lower level. And to me, it's like because there's, there's such low supply, that the demand is so high, so that girls are settling for less. And I, I speak to girls about this all the time. This is not just like my conjecture, even though it is very accurate. Like even if it was just to be conjecture, it's pretty accurate. But no, I, I speak to my girlfriends all the time about the type, the other type of guys they see, and the type of guys they see. And I, I hear this, and listen, I don't want to, I don't want to big myself up. 
uh, too much. I want to keep this as humble as possible, so I try and keep myself out of it. But I regularly hear, and this probably shouldn't be a surprise since I'm a coach and this is my life, but I regularly hear from girls, my clients as well, here, this will help humble it. My clients get this as well. Uh, my clients that have actually done the work and that are progressing through their uh, journeys, they it's, it is a very common thing for a woman to say to them or myself, and I hear this all the time, which is, it's just so refreshing. It's just so refreshing to have a guy that just that just took control. He hears from girls all the time that I, I don't have to worry about things with you, Adam. Like when, when I'm going out with you, like you just lead. It's, it's, it's been a long time since I've been with a guy that leads. And I hear, I hear this from girls, but like some clients will come back from, from instant dates, right? When I'm on boot camp or whatever. And they'll often tell me, I'll say like, I'm, I'm more interested in their skill set. I don't really care about what, what the girls had to give them feedback on, but I'll hear it anyway. And it's interesting anyway. But oftentimes, girls will tell my clients and, and guys that are getting in on this that, and even if they're not my clients, but just my followers. So don't think about like, I'm trying to mark you here for paid shit. Just my followers who don't pay me anything, but have been following my content of being direct, congruent, authentic men. And the girls often tell them that this just, they praise them for the fact that there was no bullshit. Isn't that fucked up though? Like why should a woman have to praise a guy, a man, for not leading her through bullshit? For not being this bullshit guy? Why is the normal, why is it the standard that girls have to put up with bullshit from low level white belt masculine energy? That shouldn't be the standard. Yet it is. So... That's why it's much harder to be <coughs> a white belt in uh, 2020 versus being uh, not even a black belt. I use black belt because it, it suits the analogy, but you can be a just above a white belt, just a blue belt, purple belt, brown belt, and you're going to seem like a black belt. That's what I'm saying here. So don't for those of you that are new, this is where I'm wrapping up this question. I'm going to get to your questions now. If you're new, don't let this scare you. Don't be like, oh, fuck me. I'm a white belt, which means that upset. It's going to be so much harder for me to do it, right? Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Just acknowledge that you're not going to get validated as quickly as maybe I did when I was in 2011, which is not helpful anyway. It's not helpful anyway. You don't want that shit anyway if you want to grow. Like, listen, you want to get laid for one night? Okay, fine. Enjoy your validation. But if you want to have, if you want to have the ability to meet any woman anywhere you are, anytime, feeling how you are, then you're going to need to be showing the hard shit. You don't want that validation. It is much better for you to actually save us in martial arts all the time, especially in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Stay, stay at your level for as long as you can before upgrading. Stay a white belt for as long as you can. You know, Eat shit for as long as you can. And then when it's time to upgrade, you, you're going to seem leagues ahead. So I'm going to wrap that up there. And I said this, thank you, for you. thank you to all of you that are in the live stream right now. If you haven't already, drop me a thumbs up on this video. Helps let YouTube know that you enjoy this content, support this channel. And we're now going to dive into the Q&A section. So thank you, Emboss, for that question. It's a great question. And I'm just checking out my phone here that there's some things here. There's some things here. Model Mayhem, who are you? <laughs> Sorry. Okay, okay. So, yeah, any questions you guys now have on social dynamics, dating, relationships, anything in the world of human interaction, drop it in the chat box down below. And... Uh, if you would like to support this channel, you can donate to the Super Chat 
and which means your question will get bumped to the top. We've got until about 11.30 here to answer as many questions as I can. And uh, that all just goes back to supporting this channel. If you haven't already, sign up to the Bowl Sip weekly email newsletter at bowldojo.com. Just put your email in. It's free. This week's article is on when to get a girlfriend, when to get in a relationship. It's uh, very sharp, a very sharp article. It's going to rip you a new one. So let's get into these, uh, let's get into these questions right now using this new YouTube live stream. Okay, so coming up on here. Uh, wait, hang on a second. We do have our first super chat, but it's not actually a super chat. It's through PayPal. Because I think uh, willingness has a problem with uh, super chat. So we have actually got our first super chat here. I just want to make sure that it was the first one, so I don't skip anyone. Uh... Okay, yes, it is. So the first super chat comes from Willingness, who donated a seven dollar point seven seven Australian to uh, the PayPal, which is why it's not actually a super chat. But I just saw it pop up on my phone, and I recognise that name. So Nicholas, thank you very much for that donation. I really appreciate it. Your question will now get answered first. I'll give you the time of day, and we'll bump that straight to the top. So I'm going to dive back up and see your question here. Okay, so Willingness says, Ooh, Adam, glad to catch you. Catch you live. Was going to tune in for a few. Might be fitting for this live, but what's your thoughts on guys who says has attitude on, in quotes, can't talk to her since she is underaged? Hmm. Many YouTube twat, many YouTube slash Twitch, in quotes, share that idea. Secondly, it is difference. His English is not very good. Hold on, this is very hard to read. Uh, Secondly, it is difference between exchanging words and changing energy intimately. Oh my God, would love to hear about Sugar Daddy podcast. Yeah, Sugar Daddy podcast is coming. Uh, Okay, so let me back up to the question. Back up to the question here because it's not very well written. And I get my head around this. What's your attitude on thoughts on guys? What's my thoughts on guys who have the attitude of you can't talk to her because she's underage? I don't understand the rest of your question just because the English is not proper, but I understand the main question, uh, Nicholas, which is this. There are two answers to your question. There is the politically correct answer and then there is the evolutionary correct answer. Which one would you like first? (laughs) There's only one that matters really. Okay, no, they both matter. They both matter, but there's only one that really matters. I'll start with the politically correct. The politically correct answer to whether you should be approaching girls that are underage is, or you can't, well, actually, specifically, his question was, can you talk to a girl because she's underage? There's no problem with talking to a girl that's underage. All right, there's nothing wrong with that. However, I know what you mean. You're referring to sexually progressing with a girl because... Listen, why, why else would you be talking to a girl who's underaged, right? At least off the bat, if you didn't know her, uh, you know, if it's a cold approach, well, you had sexual intent. You saw, you saw that she was attractive. You didn't know how old she was. You get over there. You find out she's underage. Now, the politically correct answer is that you can't, you shouldn't progress, you shouldn't progress it because it's going to lead to sexual things. That's what the politically correct, correct left would say. Now, even if, 
even if you approach an underage girl and you guys really connect, and even if you haven't sexually done anything yet, you should probably not progress it because, listen, we've all got human desires. We've got human urges. You want to, you're going to, you know, no one's just going to go with the tip. <laughs> no one stops at the tip. So, you know, the worst leads to worse where there's, uh, where there's uh, smoke, there's a fire, so to speak. So that's the politically correct version. That's the politically correct answer that you probably shouldn't sexually progress things with a girl who's underage or, or lead her into a position where that could happen, okay? Even if you haven't done anything. Even if it's just emotionally. Even just emotionally. Now, I'd like to give you guys the real talk, which is the evolutionary answer, which is that underage is a societal agreement. It's an agreement that we have made in society that we deem at this age you've become an adult. However, it does not line up with our physiology. For girls, most girls enter puberty roughly around eh, 11 to 13. Some girls much earlier, some girls a little bit later, but eh, 11 to 13, a couple years ahead of boys. And boys typically are full force 13 to 15. Of course, there is earlier, of course, there's later, but the average 13, 15 puberty is going to start to kick in. But girls are typically a couple years earlier than guys. And this is very interesting. This is very interesting to me uh, from an evolutionary perspective that why girls would reach sexual maturity and the ability to conceive of a child much earlier than their contemporaries of the same age. And what this speaks to, at least from a logical point of view, was that a younger girl who comes to sexual maturity, or at least the ability to conceive earlier, would be likely having sexual experiences with men much older than her, that are of sexual maturity older than her. Because if it just it's just a very common thing that uh, boys reach sexual puberty and don't enter puberty until at least a good couple of years uh, post girls. And just the just the idea of that is something worth thinking about. That what that might speak to on a physiological and evolutionary based sense is that when girls girls are reaching their sexual uh, entering sexual uh, what's the word sexual prime earlier then maybe they're ready and maybe they were expected to have sexual experiences or being prepared for sexual experiences with guys that were older. Yeah, that's just something to think about. But in any case, in any case, even when uh, younger guys, 13 to 15-year-old boys, do enter and they do enter puberty and they are ready to start uh, sexually procreating, it's still a lot younger than what our societal statutations say. You know, in, in Australia... This, it depends on the state, but generally speaking, it's about 18 years old. Some states, it's like 16, you're allowed to have sex. But, you know, you're recognized as an adult at 18 in Australia. But we all know this. You know, you, you put a couple 14-year-olds in a... You lock a couple 14-year-olds in a room together, some shit's going to go down, right? Some shit was going to go down. Hormones are raging at that point for both of them. <clears throat> and so... You know, people don't like to hear this a lot. People don't like to hear that we are sexually ready much earlier than what we have designated. It's very interesting. I'm not saying it's neither right. I'm not. It's neither right nor wrong. I'm. I'm not in a position. I'm not even going to argue that. It's way too much of a of a bamboo shoot to dive down into that. But all I'm saying is that 
it's something to be aware of that when you get in front of an underage girl, Nicholas, just because she's underage, doesn't that doesn't say anything for her attraction. That doesn't say anything for her sexual proclivity to get into this experience of you. And that's why you have to be very careful. Because, yeah, we call them lay-bys for a reason. I call them lay-bys for a reason. You've got to put them on lay-by. You know, you know, 14, there are some 14, 16-year-old girls kicking them out that look like 18-year-olds, that act like 18-year-olds. And it's like, no, I'll put you on lay-by. I'll come back. I'll come back in four years. Right? You'll come back in four years. So you got to be just careful of that. I thought I'd give you both answers there, though, since you donated to the Super Chat. Uh, so my, my, my overall summing up your question of the Super Chat, Nick, is that the attitude of can't talk to her because she's underage, that's bullshit. I encourage all my clients to talk to all ranges, all ranges of girls from, uh, you know, 16-year-olds to 60-year-olds, okay? Give me the full round. I want to learn about social dynamics. But talking to a girl does not mean you have to have sex with her does not mean you have to marry her. does not mean you have to have her a child. That doesn't mean any of that. So what you do beyond talking to her, hey, that's, that's, where, uh, that's where you're entering some, some sticky pudding right there. So be careful with that. But Nicholas, hopefully that answers your question. Oh, that's right. You had a second part to your question, which was, is it difference or is there a difference between exchanging words and changing energy intimately? Again, it actually that my my answer answers both of your questions, which is that yes, of course. There is a difference based on the two different answers. Politically speaking, politically correctly speaking, there is a difference. Okay? Which is that uh you can't do well, you can't do either. You can't do either. Politically correctly speaking. You shouldn't be exchanging words of sexual intimacy or energetically with a girl who's underage. That's politically correct. Uh, correctly, bleh, politically correcting to say. But the evolutionary answer to that is that no, there's not. There is no difference. That because one would lead to the other. Evolutionary speaking, if you turn a girl on through your words, that's going to lead to physiology. You turn a girl on psychologically, that's going to lead to turning her on physiologically, and vice versa as well. Goes both ways. Physiology affects psychology. Psychology affects physiology. All one unit. All one mechanism. So, Nicholas, I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm just looking at to see if you have any. Uh, uh, Nicholas says here, hearing guys drop her as a hot potato when hearing that. Uh, great to have clarification on this. Summer 16, I was 18. No worries, uh, my man, Nicholas. I really appreciate your super chat of $7.77. I feel like you did that on purposely. <laughs> Triple seven. Um, that really just helps support the channel. So I really appreciate it, man. So if you guys are up in this live stream right now, we are currently in the Q&A section. So if you've got any questions on social dynamics, dating relationships, just drop a question down below. Drop it in. Drop it in the chat box. And if you are enjoying this content, just hit that thumbs up down below. Right, it really helps out the channel, really helps out everything that's going on here. Let's YouTube know that you guys want to see more of it, sends it out to the rest of the channel. And uh, it's just a good way. Also, if you're listening to this in post or watching this in post, drop me comments. I'll come back and answer it later, especially for my guys in Europe uh, who are asleep right now. I always come back. So now that we've got the first super chat in the bag, I'm now going to dive back up the chat, answer the next questions, uh, the questions that would have come before his super chat. 
unless there's new super chats, in which case that gets bumped up. Oh, hold up. Gotta put some salt in this water. Fuck yeah, hydrate, son. Okay, so... Come back at the chat here. The next question was from Sal, who said, when are you coming to the States again, bruh? Uh, not locked in at the moment, but I do have... Uh, I went to, we were in the States last year for that huge run through New York and Canada. Oh, that was a good time. So potentially, if I am going to be coming back to the States, it will be either early July, uh, early July or sometime during June. That's the best time to be doing day game training in New York. Uh, potentially, uh, yeah, I prefer New York. I prefer New York over Los Angeles. So that's a really good time to come down. For any of my guys that are in the US and you've been thinking about doing boot camp, uh, now's the time that I'm planning that and I'm scheduling that. So if you just head over to boldojo.com in the bootcamp section, there's an awesome video there explaining what clients receive on bootcamp. You can send me your inquiries there. Uh, we're looking around, Sal, roughly around June, July-ish. I think it gets pretty hectic in terms of the weather in August. So June, July-ish. But also Europe is on the stacks as well. I'd like to go back to Europe this year uh, to, to do some training, do some coaching with guys. So there's that. Uh, what's the next question? Doomlord BG says, <laughs> what a name. In the book of the way of the superior man, it is said that a man should always live at his edge. Adam, how do you live at your edge in your life? Could you share some examples? Well, Mr. Dude Lord, I have an entire podcast on this called How to Maintain Your Masculine Edge. I think it's actually a social Q&A as well. Let me get this. How to maintain your masculine edge. Yes, it is. It's social Q&A. Hold up. Hold up. I'm going to get this. It is social Q&A. Social Q&A episode 14, how to maintain your masculine edge. So my man, Mr. Doom Lord, I have an entire podcast dedicated to your question. But just very quickly here, I'll give you some value. Your edge is maintained by your willingness to engage in difficult things. A man loses his edge the day that he gives up the life of difficult things. When you succumb to the life of consumption and no longer produce, you lose your edge. When you succumb to a life of the easy way and now, and that's all you do. All you do is you just live for comfort. You live to have things easy. You don't embrace the hard things in life. That's when you lose your edge. So when you're talking about me, for me, it's my entire life is the, is the, is the, is the hard way. Here's just one thing. Oh, I can't wait for this. Cold, daily cold showers, I'll always go back to this. That is one way to maintain your masculine edge. That's difficult shit. Uh, we're almost in March. March 1st will be my two-year record of daily cold showers every single day for two years. I'm going to make a huge video about it. That's one small thing for you there. Uh, just embracing difficulty in all cases, standing up, going first in all scenarios, physical training, mental development, your purpose first and foremost. Right? And that all just comes down to production versus consumption which I think is the main thesis <clears throat> of what I likely spoke about in that entire podcast, Doom Lord. That's really what it comes down to. You want to maintain your masculine edge. How much of your day is spent in consumption and how much of your day is, st is spent in production? And more specifically, production for who? Production for yourself or production for others? Because that's a two different propositions right there. So we'll go that in. Uh, da, 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 da. Moving down to these next questions. 
Just having a look here. Okay, Gerald Drew comes in. Bro, I'm in a very small state, and I live in a fairly small city. I'm from Mobile, Alabama. Do I have an advantage to do cold approach pickup here? I mainly like day game. It's more chill, and I like it more. So, Gerald, you're, what you're saying right now is actually the opposite of most guys. Most guys would say that living in a small state, in a small city, trying to do day game is a disadvantage. That's what most guys would say. Yet, I say the opposite. I love it. I love that. I love it when I, because I started off in a small city uh, by relative standards, and I've talked about this before. Small city, and small city is not determined by your population. When we're talking about social dynamics, Gerald, small city, as big or a small city in terms of social dynamics, is purely based on turnover. You can find cities in the world that have a tiny residential population, but a huge traveling population and resident and turnover coming in. That's still a big city to me. So anyways, I grew up in a small city, aka Adelaide, no turnover. Same people here that I went to primary school with will live and die here their entire lives. So I like your mentality here. I like how you said, do I have an advantage to doing cold approach pickup? Yet it's interesting because that's very contrast. Most guys who are beginning think it's a big disadvantage. The reason why I think it's an advantage to start learning day game in a very small city is because you're making it hard. It's much harder. It is much harder to learn cold approach in a small city because you've got to deal with spotlight effect to a much larger degree than someone in a bigger city. You've got to deal with reputation and all these other limiting beliefs that come into your mind. And so it just is a bigger test of, am I really committed to my journey or am I more concerned about other people outside myself? So to me, it's an advantage because it's going to help you grow faster. And then it makes you realize that, and when you go to bigger cities, it makes bigger cities seem like nothing. So yeah, I've answered your question. To me, it's an advantage to, to guys that are really afraid of meeting girls. It's a disadvantage. But as a coach, it's an advantage. So uh, moving forward, Doom Lord Bedgie says, I think there are levels of living at your age. I was doing cold showers every morning for three to five minutes, but now I do just one minute because I struggle with consistency with the higher level of difficulty. And in terms of social dynamics, I can give my best and not care what others think of me or if I'll make somebody angry in other social context at the gym, restaurant, etc. But only for about two hours. What do you think is wiser to give my maximum, which I cannot maintain or improve by doing only 10% things that cause anxiety? I don't understand that at all. Doing well, I don't understand that at all. What do you think is wiser to give my maximum, which I cannot maintain? Uh... I don't understand the rest of your question, but just to that part of it, that's a limiting belief you have set for yourself that you can't maintain your maximum. I that's it's like that's all I strive for. I strive for my maximum all day, every day, in every single thing that I do. So I I can't relate to that. I can't relate to that. Well, when I say I can't relate to that, what I'm saying is that your mentality around it is backwards. It's like that you shouldn't be, you should be striving for that. You shouldn't be trying to make things easier for yourself. You should try to be, if you find it, if you think it's difficult to hold a true cold shower until you become physiologically adapted, which however long that takes you, five minutes, 10 minutes, it's like, well then keep doing it until you adapt. 
Don't look for ways to make it easier. Look for ways to make it harder. Right? That's the only way you're going to grow. All right? Okay, next question comes in from the Christian Prince Addict. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. He, oh, he said it to, uh, he said, at Doomlord, ensure your goals are within your current reach because in doing so, you'll become addicted to your consistent wins and you'll find it doable to be persistent and consistent in your endeavors. Yeah, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Uh, next one comes in from Never Broken. Never Broken says to me, how to know if you are crossing the line with push-pull, in brackets, messaged a girl today after she explained me why she couldn't do it to our last date and didn't get along with it very well, in bracket. Guys, your English has got to improve. <laughs> I've got to say this right now. The English in these questions has been very poor, uh, to the point where it's hard for me to understand what you're saying. How to know if you're crossing the line with push-pull, Message girl today, she explained me why she couldn't come to our last date, I think is what you mean, and did it, didn't get along with it very well. Okay, that makes no sense. But but even the question doesn't make sense. They were broken. <laughs> Listen, because the, quest, the question of how to know if you're crossing the line or push-pull, very simply, is that you need to read the girl in front of you. It's either green light or red light. If you are, we're talking about physicality, push-pull physicality of being uh, physically aggressive with her and then giving her too much space or giving her enough space, you just read the girl in front of you. She's giving you green lights, keep pushing it. She's giving you a red light, giving you a red light, chill out. Now, if we're talking about in terms of social dynamics on a more macro sense, not just physically, crossing the line push-pull macro ways, because I guess that's the only other way he could really be thinking about it, There is really no crossing the line. But maybe he's using this a term that maybe is not really what he means. Because in terms of the only mistake you could make with push-pull in terms of macro social dynamics as to texting her at the right time or not or texting her too much or giving her too much space, etc. etc. Too much time on the date, seeing her too frequently in the week, etc. Is if is if you are crossing the lines of the set relationship. So if you are not in a closed and locked relationship, monogamous, then your texting should purely be logistical. Your frequency of seeing her should be once a week maximum. You know, that you're in an open free at that point. Until you get into a monogamous, closed and locked relationship, uh, it should be mostly pull. Mostly pull. It should be you keeping your space, working on your purpose every single day, and then you should be seeing multiple other girls as well. And so you only need to push on her, as in AKA, actually go and see her, actually light it up, very infrequently, until she becomes so important to you and you become so important to each other that you want to enter a close and lock relationship. So that's macro. We hit you both. Cover both angles. Okay. Moving to the next question. But guys, you've got to work on your English. <laughs> you've got to help me out here. Uh, excuse me, Jao. Jao Vitor says, how important is a good social media, media profile for pickup? Uh, very unimportant, surprisingly unimportant. But what is important, Jao, is that you do in fact have a social media profile. <laughs> okay, listen, uh, in this day and age, Instagram is replacing texting for a lot of girls. 
Facebook has fallen away to the wayside. I don't remember. Very rarely do I exchange Facebooks with a girl. But Instagram, I would say it's 50-50. Over the last two years, if you were to look at the modality in which I choose to communicate with girls, it used to be three years ago, 90-10, 90% 10% gram. Now it's like 50-50. If you just look at all the girls I met over the last year, if you just take the last 365, I'll say it's 50-50 of the girls that I interact with uh, through cold approach or even not just through cold approach. So what is important, Jao, is that you don't need to be diving out of planes, uh, excavating large caves down in New Zealand or, you know, go, going out to lavish million-dollar parties and putting up this bullshit on your Instagram. That's not what's so important. What is important is that you just have a profile with a few a few respectable pictures, kind of putting out there what you're about, you know. But for the comms, it's for the comms. It's not. It's not for the flex. Your social for someone who's using, uh, who's is in this world of social dynamics, your social media profile should not be to try and bring girls in and try to convince them that you're an attractive male through your social media profile. No, you should be working on your social dynamics skill set to do that. Okay. That does the work for you. And then you have a social media profile for comms. Just so that you can organize day twos. Just so that you can organize day threes, etc. That's all it's about. But don't worry about diving out of planes. I mean, I recommend it. I've done both bungee jumping and skydiving. But it's not why. You don't do that. You don't get a social media profile just so you can put that shit on it. Alright. So, uh, next question here. Oh, and willingness says arigato for the answer. Uh, no worries, no worries, not man. Next question comes in from Gerald Drew. He says, "I just kind of popped back in here on the live show. I wanted to say that I put a load of pressure on myself with these girls, like I need their number and all these other expectations. Should I just enjoy the process of meeting these women?" So, guys and Gerald. This is what I was talking about in the main content at the beginning of this in terms of is it harder to attract a woman in 2020? Because of what Gerald's saying here, what Gerald just said, listen to what Gerald just said. He said, I put a load of pressure on myself with these girls like I need their number and all these other expectations. If, 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 if this is... If this is what girls are used to experiencing from guys, if if girls, because Gerald, like Gerald, I, I respect you for telling me this. I respect you for sharing this with me and being honest with me. But what you just said is the white belt of all white belt. Like it's, it's the lowest level shit, right? We have to objectively call it what it is. And that no girl, it shouldn't be normal for girls to be around and to be exposed to masculine beings that are putting that pressure on her, that are being so needy, that are being such Mr. Nice guys. That's why I said at the beginning that for white belts, it's harder to be a white belt in 2020. But for a black belt, it is so much easier. If, if, if you get around a girl that's used to just being around these guys that are just such, they're putting so much pedestal in it to the highest degree. That's why it's, it's just like proof in the pudding. So Gerald, I had to use you, I had to use you as an example there. But please know that I do appreciate you sharing uh, that honesty. And so to your question of, should I just enjoy the process of meeting these women? Well, yeah, of course. Of course. But listen, those are just words. 
I don't care about the words. You can tell me to the cows come home that I'm just going to enjoy the process of meeting women. Show me. Show me. Your actions will tell you everything, right? Your actions tell you everything. And whether it takes you a year, five years, ten years, maybe you never get there because you never put in the true work. Whatever happens, whatever your journey is, it is in fact your journey. And whether you get there or not, right, your knowingness of what it means to be able to step to an attractive feminine being and just put forward a direct, congruent, authentic, masculine energy devoid of her validation and expectation. However long it takes you to achieve that, and if you ever do get there, it is worth every single day the step of that journey. It's 100% worth it. And only then will you actually truly know what it means to embody the process. Because you can say, you can sit around the bar with your mates and say, yeah, I'm here for the process. I see the process. I mean, but then an, an absolute dime piece walks by and everyone's like, yeah, fuck you yeah, guys. We're out here just for the process of meeting. We're just having the process. We're here for the action. Like Adam said, just for the sake of the action itself. And you're all like tipping your beers. You're all compying each other. And then the moment that happens, a group of dime pieces walk by and what does everyone do? They take a sip. They take a fucking sip. They go back into their chode crystal and they don't go and speak to anyone. And it's like, you, words don't mean shit to me. It's your actions. It's your embodiment. Because there are all these theoretical things I can tell you. There are all these things. And that is the thing is that all the stuff I say to you guys, it's all theory anyway until you go out there and live it. I can tell you at the thesis of this social Q&A, that in 2020, it is much harder as a white belt to attract a woman than it is for than it used to be 11 years ago. And you might get that. You might reasonably be able to understand everything I'm saying because I try and do it, say it in the most reasonable way possible for you to get it. But until you actually experience this shit for yourself, it does. It's all theory anyway. All right. Anyways, I forgot to go on you there, Jared. But thank you for sharing. So, uh, willingness goes on to say. Numbers are powerful more than just the number 69. Uh, I think he was referring to the battle between number closes and Instagram there. And uh, I would disagree with you. I would agree. I would have agreed with you three, three years ago. That three years ago, a number close was definitely head and shoulders more powerful than Instagram. Fast forward three years to 2020. Uh, it's not more powerful. They, I would say they are now equal. I would say they are equal. Now, I would still, I always go for numbers first. Like I always use, when I say numbers, what I'm saying there is, uh, I'll always use a girl's direct phone number as a direct line of comms when possible, when it, when it's just, just natural for me because I guess for the last 10 years, it's just what's ingrained. But if you actually look at the results of connecting through to day twos and flake rate, there's no, it's, Instagram is no less. Because again, guys, no amount of amazing text game or Instagram DM game is going to make up for your shitty real game, aka a shitty interaction. All the work should be done within the interaction and the modality in which that you choose to communicate with her afterwards, whether it's a pigeon, whether a carrier pigeon, Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp, our number, that shit doesn't matter. It doesn't matter all. That's just the modality. So don't get caught up on it. Get your interactions sorted first. Get that shit done first, all right? 
Moving to the next question, MX Hockey comes in saying, what do you do when you have a girlfriend you care about but wish to gain more experience? Oof. She is against it and it makes her sad, but she will likely stay anyways for I am a catch. Your thoughts? Well, it's very e egotistical of you. <laughs> Let's call it what it is. But okay, putting that to the side. So, MX Hockey. If you're not currently signed up to the free weekly email newsletter, Bowl Sip, this week's article, which comes out in about five hours' time, four hours' time, uh, on when to get into a relationship, you might be interested in reading that. So I'll sign up if you have not already. But to your question, what to do when you have a girlfriend you care about but wish to gain more experience? Well, listen, my friend. It is unfair to the woman to change the T's and C's that she did not sign up to. You cannot expect a woman to neither agree or be happy about the T's and C's, new T's and C's, that, you, that she didn't sign up to. So if you started a relationship closed and locked, it is almost impossible to transition that to open and free. She didn't sign up to open and free. So just, just because all of a sudden you decide you want to start going meeting new girls, you shouldn't expect her to be happy with that and to just play along with it. Now, some girls, and if I was your girlfriend, I would recommend that she breaks up with you. Because she, she should not be expected to put up with a guy that is going to try and change the T's and C's on her. With that, that's her perspective. Now, from your perspective, you're well... I, if you are in a stage of life where you decide, actually, I would rather not be in a monogamous relationship and I'd like to be open and free, so I want to try and see if my current girlfriend would be open to being open and free. But if you've had that discussion and she's not down for it, well, then you guys need to separate, okay? Because your journeys in life have now separated. Your intent and your desires have separated. There's no long, no, lead, no need to be attached to each other. So all I sense though is that you're trying to have your cake and eat it too. You're trying to have the best of both worlds in which that you keep your safety raft of this girlfriend. Yet you want her to agree to new T's and C's that she never signed up to. So that's backwards thinking. It's unacceptable. So you need to make a decision. It's either you stay happy and you're closed and locked, which is what she agreed to, or you separate. That's all there is to it. Uh, just letting you guys know, we've got about eight minutes here. So if you guys do want to get your question bumped to the top, if there are any other questions, you can donate to the Super Chat. Otherwise, I'll answer as many questions as I can in the next eight minutes. And if you're in this chat and have not dropped a thumbs up on this video, make sure you do so before leaving. Help support this channel. It's much appreciated. And uh, let's go. Next question, Williness says, would you love to hear, uh, would love to hear your Nihongo progress as a video? You've been going on it for a while. That stuff is inspirational. Uh, yeah, interesting. Interesting, guys, because, interesting question, because I'm still, I'm still trying to work out what's the best modality for creating content around all the other areas of the temple that are not social dynamics related, because that's what the bowl has been known for. But I'm taking a step. I'm taking a step this Monday. Uh, I was supposed to mention this ages, like at the beginning of the podcast, but this Monday I'll be releasing a full video on the carnivore diet, my carnivore diet review. I did the World Carnivore Month, 31 days of nothing but animal products uh, for World Carnivore Month. I did an entire review video, extremely in-depth, and that's going to be going up on the channel Monday, uh, Monday morning, this Monday morning. And it's going to be the first video on the channel that is really not social dynamics related. 
Uh, it's going to be the first nutrition video. So I'm going to see what the response is like. I do have another channel, which I did anime film reviews on, which I might put the Japanese and the fitness and the nutrition on instead. We'll see how it goes. But but just for you here, willingness, I've taken much, I've taken a back step to my Nihongo learning now. I reached a point in which that I was satisfied with where I got to and where I was no willing, no longer willing to go deeper because it did not prov provide any more utility. It's like, that's what I do. It's like, I learn things to the degree of utility that is required. It's like with fingerstyle guitar. I never wanted to become a street performer with fingerstyle guitar. I only wanted to use it for utility, which is when I bring a girl back on a date, I want to be able to play her a song on guitar. Actually, it goes down really well on dates. So I got myself to the point where I could play uh, really good songs on fingerstyle guitar to a really good degree, and that's it. And then I stopped learning. I'll move on to the next thing, right? So uh, that now, that that's not me telling you, you what to do. I'm saying that that's how I approach uh, a lot of things in life, depending on their priority, right? Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is a very different thing. So moving on to the next question. Uh, Gerald said, Gerald Drew comes and saying, also, since I live in a small city, I have to do a lot of mall and grocery store. Uh, game which is it is really difficult to do this kind of thing because of my spot spotlight effects which i still go out and i do but sometimes I experience some discouraging thoughts it's all part of the journey gerald keep learning uh never broken comes in saying cheers mate i'll work on my english promise thank you never broken appreciate that just helps me out helps me to understand you better uh willingness says no it was a joke regarding to the donation amount uh 7.77 divided by 3.33 that is truly showing you are in the zone. Uh, okay, I don't know what that means. Uh, Gerald says, this goes back to your answer earlier, but I live in the small city and it's hard to do game. Also due to the population, so I struggle to find women sometimes to talk to, at least the ones that I'm really attracted to. Like sometimes I go to the store after store, barely able to find any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so Gerald, that, that's all... Uh, and his question was, have you done more grocery store? Yeah. You, you don't, yeah, malls all the time. But, Gerald, you can't expect a small city to become a large metropolitan city. It is what it is. You just have to make best with what you have, okay? And one thing I recommend to guys that are doing day game uh, in small cities is that you should be leveraging twilight and night game far more. Uh, your day game should be, if not 50%, no more of what you're doing in small cities. Leverage everything, Okay. Until you're ready to move to a bigger city. Uh, da, 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 da. Next question. Well, the Christian Prince added comes in saying, at MX Hockey, give her reasons to trust you. Be 100% honest in everything you do and be fair to her by, by being open with what you're doing. She's uncomfortable with you meeting other girls. Break up. You guys, yous can get together. So it kind of just resounded what I was saying. Um... MX Hockey says, thank you, Adam. And yes, I'm signed up for the emails. Excellent. Good to hear, uh, Mr. Hockey. So, my friends, that is where we're going to wrap up this YouTube live stream. I've asked up all the questions. This is one of the first times that we've actually finished on time. I very rarely finish on time. So, I thank you all for being here. I really do. If you did enjoy this uh, live stream, hit that thumbs up down below. If you're listening to this on the podcast, or if you're watching this on YouTube and replay, just drop me a comment down below. Just saying thank you or give me a thumbs up, share some feedback. Just helps support the channel, helps everything that's going on here. 
Of course, if you are not signed up to the Bowl Sip email, it's free. <clears throat> Head over to bowldojo.com, get that free article and a whole bunch of other cool shit in the world of social dynamics that I send out every Friday. And uh, yes, Carnivore Diet Review coming out this Monday. It's already done. It's already finished. Just be dropping this Monday, which is like Sunday for those in America and those in Europe. And with that being said, I wish you guys all the best in your journeys. Absolutely. Much peace and much joy. Thank you very much, my friends, for diving into this episode of Social Q&A Live. I'd love to have you in the live sessions, actually. So if you can make it, generally speaking, most Fridays at 10 a.m. Australian Central Daylight Time, which is just Adelaide, South Australia. For the foreseeable future, you can join in on these live sessions and get your questions answered live. The best place to connect with me outside of these podcasts and outside of YouTube is on Instagram, at uitang1, spelt O-O-I-T-A-N-G-1. Slide me any DMs there, personal context. You can also shoot me an email at boldoja.com, which is, of course, what this podcast is brought to you by. If you guys would like to pick up my ebook, Crash Course to Kick-Ass Day Game, book one-on-one Skype coaching, or go for that deeper level, Day Game Foundations Bootcamp, all available to you by boldoja.com. And finally, if you would like to send a little something back and just support this channel, support this podcast and everything that I'm doing here, you can do so by donating through the PayPal link, which is paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, or also directly through boldojo.com In the Boldojo podcast section, there's a donate link right at the top there. Anything that you guys do send, it goes straight back to this channel and everything I'm doing. So I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. And this, my friends, is where I shall leave you. Until next time. On Dragon Ball. No, not on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Wishing you the best of your lives. Much peace and much joy.